we gather this night, whether we're fully being conscious of it or not, being drawn by the great light and love of Jesus Christ. Today, February 2nd, is also a great feast day of the church. We're not necessarily celebrating this evening for the presentation of Christ in the temple. This great moment where Christ is presented by Joseph and Mary to the temple. Well, today we're truly blessed as the Solic and Fallon families present themselves, they present their children, Samuel, highly, to this new everlasting temple, this amazing place, this place of worship, where we see in the tabernacle, this paschal candle lit on this altar, on this, by this altar, I should say, this great presence of God. As we go through this baptismal rite this night, hopefully all of us, in a sense, are being drawn once again to that light of Christ, that light that has been drawing us from the very moment of our conception, that light that truly is that love of Christ that's been placed deep within our hearts, but hopefully coming out each and every day in a very profound way as we continue to live the gospel to the best of our abilities, as we continue to share the good news with the world that desperately needs to hear it. One of the great saints of the church, one of the more recent ones, of course, St. Mother Teresa of Calcutta, once remarked about her life and the great life, the great love, but yes, even the great suffering that she experienced. And she said that even in the midst of all the difficulties, she's found this kind of amazing paradox that if she loved until it truly hurt, at the end of that, there was no hurt, only love that would remain. That the more she gave of herself, poured herself for others, for the very poor and suffering of the world, yes, there was hurt. But as she persevered with God's help, that hurt would dissipate or disappear, as we hear in today's second reading from St. Paul, and only the love would remain. That's the love that, in a sense, I would hope has brought all of us here tonight, especially our families, that amidst the difficulties of this world, and yes, the pain and difficulty that we all face, there's also this great love that has been propelling us forward in everything that we say and do, to follow after Christ, to seek his light, Yes, it means also picking up the cross. But if that was all it was and there was no hope of the resurrection, that would be not the greatest life. But we do know the tomb was empty, that there's a great risk saying yes to God, but a great, great reward as well. In the baptismal rite, one of my favorite parts is, yes, the profession of faith, but it's also the renunciation of sin, the renunciation of Satan, so to speak. When we profess our faith, we're saying yes to God, but also saying no to something else. Yes, there are many amazing things in this world. The world is good, but there are aspects of this world that can be quite challenging, can kind of lead us astray, and in some cases, in a sense, diminish that light that we've received. So it's a constant challenge to keep going after that with all our hearts, minds, and souls. That's why St. Paul, in that second reading, tells us that we have to embrace life with actual love, not just a temporary love or just a, you know, an aspect of love, but the full love of Christ dying and rising for us. That's the, what we're hoping for. If we do embrace that actual love, that as we heard in that second reading, we can truly bear all things. We can believe all things, hope all things, and endure all things. That's the great promise. That's what, exactly what St. Mother Teresa experienced in her life here on earth, this powerful love that can help her endure even the most difficult moments in her life. It's that same love another great recent saint would talk about in his first encyclical, St. John Paul II. He said just so bluntly and so beautifully, man, humanity cannot live without love. If we do that, we would become incomprehensible to ourselves. Without actual love, we don't truly know who we are, who we're being called to be, and how we're supposed to be. We become a mystery to ourselves. But God's love, in a sense, doesn't chain us in place and chain us to an aspect of just who we are, but truly opens us up to the real possibilities of all that this life entails. That's the great power of God's love. 
That's what we celebrate tonight in this great baptism, the Eucharist that follows, an actual love that speaks to the depths of our human needs. Yes, we need food, we need air, we need all these material things, but we still even more need God and God's love. That alone can suffice, as one of the great saints of the church once remarked. Because all of us, at some point in our lives, are going to experience kind of the negative effects of this world. We'll, we'll expect, in a sense, have to deal with the ramifications of sin, sometimes our own, sometimes the effects of other people. And we need to know that there is a response to it, that God has indeed conquered all things, including sin and death, that we have an answer that's been given to us. That's why that first reading from the prophet Jeremiah is so important, reminding how every single one of us was formed from the very beginning of time itself, from creation itself, we were part of God's plan. It's such an encouraging and hopeful thought that no matter what this world can throw at us, the challenges that are kind of set before us, that initial gift of God, that light of God, is always there to guide us, to speak to us, and to lead us to that real peace that we all desire. My brothers and sisters, we have a great opportunity in this Mass, but really in the course of everyday life, to truly love to the best of our ability. That even if we have to love sometimes to that point of hurting, maybe it's a friend or family member, someone we struggle with, but knowing that the hurts, the sins, or even the challenges that we present will fade away. Those will not remain, but that love, that actual love is truly what will be there at the end. That the God of our church, the God of the Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, is that undying love that continues to kindle our hearts and shape our minds and shape all aspects of truly who we are. It truly makes us, as we'll hear in the baptismal rite, king as a priest, but especially as a prophet, someone who has something to say to this world, something so profound that we can't hold it back sometimes. That's our hope and prayer. This great families here tonight are going to receive amazing gifts, the great gift of faith, but we'll also be given the great light and great words to say. So every single one of us, too, has something hopefully hopeful to share, that we can live out our prophetic lives, so to speak, just like Jeremiah, and continue to receive love that truly speaks to our hearts and speaks to this world. So I hope and pray that as we leave this Mass tonight, that we can allow that love to truly penetrate who we are, to allow us to have that great courage and wisdom to use it appropriately as we continue to do God's will. And hopefully, as I'll announce at the end of the Mass, that every single one of us with great faith, hope, and love can announce that great gospel of the Lord, that gospel of life, that gospel of peace that's truly trying to transform our lives, the lives of so many around us. Amen.